hello. Just opened my door here. How is everybody doing? Uh, Welcome to episode 44 of Universal Adapter. This is a show where two Brits, one who stayed put, that's me, and one who got out, that's me, discuss the relative merits of our current home countries. Each week, we'll pick a new topic and discuss who has it better. Oh, that was fun. It was like spontaneous bear in the big blue house. (laughs) It's my uh, favourite show of last Edinburgh Fringe. (laughs) And playing the big blue house today will be me, Matt. Hi. And that means that, Sarah, you're the bear. Excellent. As per usual. (laughs) Almost rude. Well, Sarah, let's forego how your Canadian week has been, and why don't you tell us, what have you eaten today? Oh, actually, it sort of fits that. So, this morning, I started (laughs) with some stewed fruit, and some... I have this, like, fibre powder, which I kind of have in it, you know, because fibre's great, and some Mm. seeds. Um, And then, for lunch, I had soup. And then I had a banana. And then, just before you thought I was one of those really irritating healthy people, I had about <laughs> ten Timbits um, <laughs> because someone put them on the side at work. And I was like, well, they, like, they're donuts. They don't last more than a day. And people mm. just weren't going for them. So every time I walked past, I had one. Um, yes. And then I had quiche, mashed potato, and peas. Ooh. Sounds, yeah. that does sound relatively healthy. But also yeah, Timbits. Uh, yeah, I feel like it was. It had lots of promise, and then someone at work screwed it up for me. I think this maybe gives us a, a nice handy-dandy segue into our actual topic of the day, which is that we are going to be talking about food, specifically fast food. So our very first topic is going to be, or our first round is going to be based on how prolific and how prevalent these outlets are on the high streets or high streets uh motorway service stations Mm -hmm. so sarah which brand have you picked they've already had a shout out on this show and it shouldn't really (laughs) surprise anyone but they honestly are the biggest canadian-owned fast food (laughs) company so i couldn't not mention them because they were they quote staggeringly were the biggest so it's not like i could be like oh so yeah i had to go with the one the only the tim hortons starting the show with a showstopper Exactly. Yeah, I sort of work backwards on this. I really have got my big guns out front and <laughs> I'm a little bit hesitant about what I have to come, but we can all agree on Tim Hortons. Would you like to know how many locations they have? I definitely would. I know of at least one in Birmingham. Yeah. Oh, I, d- I think this is just within Canada. That, I think, is fair. Fair enough. Fair. <laughs> fair. I was going to say fair. I was like, don't say that. Uh, Call back to the last episode if you're not caught up. (laughs) Jump back and have a listen. Yeah, would recommend. Yeah, so there are a whopping total of 4,748 Timmies across Canada. Wow, that's a lot. (laughs) Well, I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not, because I I have no idea what you're going to say, but it is quite a few. And that that statistic is from 2017, so there might actually be more now. Well, I mean, 
you also have the added benefit of Canada being really, really massive. That is true. I mean, yeah, not only do they have a lot of space to cover, but they like quite a high density in their Tim Hortons. Like, you <laughs> probably see one every 10 minutes. Well, I feel like my my choice has a similar, perhaps a similar sort of prevalence, but concentrated in a smaller area. Mm-hmm. Because I have chosen Greg's, the baker's. Oh, the ba- the baker! <laughs> the village baker, Greg. Exactly, yeah, I've chosen one, um, yes, one entrepreneur, Greg, who's managed to get his pies and pasties and sausage rolls into 1,650 locations up and down, mainly up, uh, the <laughs> United Kingdom. So that's the other thing as well, is I think that uh, Greg's definitely appears more often uh, for the further north you go. Yeah, like you could probably navigate your way around Newcastle using Greg's. <laughs> You'd be like, walk to the Greg's, turn left. When you hit another Greg's, take the second right. What is your, what's your baked good of choice at a Greg's? Hmm. Now, ooh, confession time. I don't often find myself in Greg's, and I don't know why, because it's all so cheap and warm. Mm. Not necessarily good. I've certainly <laughs> uh, had a steak bake in my time. Yes. And the occasional sausage roll. You know, mm-hmm. I used to get bread from Greg's, the baker, considering that that's what bakers <laughs> are primarily there for. But I mean, It was their original gig, really, was the bread making. But they have since discontinued greg's bread in most of their outlets to focus on really yeah because because let's be honest nobody is going into greg's to do their shopping they're going into greg's because they've got a pound burning a hole in their pocket and they want something warm and pastry but what's your go-to i mean you've already said it it's got to be a steak bake yeah it's it's the best it's like gravy pastry and steak i don't see how you could ever want anything else in life now that we've discussed the Greggs, what's your favourite Tim Hortons surprise? Surprise. So I've, I I can't say I go in there that often because, as I have said on the show before, mm. <laughs> I haven't. Although, harking back to those Tim bits I ate earlier today, actually shockingly good. And I think maybe I'm slightly more converted on the Tim bits than the full on donut. Okay. Because that's quite good. I had a chicken wrap. Uh, Tim Hortons once. Ooh. It wasn't bad. It was probably the healthiest option there. They do everything bagels, which I find a misleading name. What would you guess is in an everything bagel? Well, I mean, at a guess, everything. Exactly. So I assumed this was going to be like some, like one hell of like a bagel, like a Scooby Doo sandwich. Yeah, bacon, sausage, tomato, egg, cheese, sure. as a minimum. No. An everything bagel, essentially a bagel which has sesame seeds and poppy seeds on. Oh, they're talking about the bagel. To be fair, they are talking about the bagel and not what's in the bagel. Yeah, I just, I just, I just think everything is really overselling it. Like if, <laughs> if you were like, come to my buffet, we have everything, and all they gave you was sesame seeds and poppy seeds. I'd be pretty annoyed. Okay, no, I, I buy that. <laughs> Any whom. Sorry, so your number was? 4,748. Yeah, so you have blown Greg's 
out of the water. Timbits beats Sausage Roll in this bizarre game of rock, paper, scissors, which we play. So that's a point to Canada. And we'll move on now to the best value for money. Okay. So I will admit I struggled with this one because I wasn't entirely sure how to measure it. And also, I don't go to very many fast food places, so I simply picked one I have enjoyed. Fair. And therefore thought it was value for money. Um, So, actually, also, this is another pitfall I fell into, so you might actually discard my next two offerings, but they are fast food chains operating in Canada that I've been to, but I think they were actually started in America. But I struggled to find ones that were Canada-made that I'd actually frequented. I mean, the Americans are pretty good at fast food, so it doesn't surprise me that they've infiltrated uh, Canada to a great extent. So I think go for it, because otherwise this would be a very short episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, a company here called A&W have introduced the Beyond Meat Burger, which what? is a <laughs> it's a vegan burger. Uh-huh. So. It's completely plant-based, and actually, it does taste. I mean, it tastes like a fast-food cheeseburger. Right. So, if you got that and were expecting like a gourmet burger <laughs> kitchen-style burger, disappointed. Mm-hmm. But if you go in expecting a fast-food cheeseburger, you would be exceptionally pleased with it. And I actually really like it, and have got quite obsessed with it because mm. it's like eating a cheeseburger, but with none of the guilt around <laughs> what terrible conditions that cow probably lived in. So it it ticks all boxes for me. It's a funny old company because actually they started uh, as a root beer stand, and their <laughs> real thing was root beer. And they're like, oh guys, should we make some food as well? <laughs> so should you wish to get a root beer along with your Beyond Meat burger mm-hmm. and a drink? It will come to a grand total of $12.25, which is I read off my own personal bank statement to find <laughs> out how much it was. And how does that work out into, you know, real money? Real money? Uh, it's £7.17. <laughs> okay. Well, I would like to take you uh, on a journey to the Toby Carvery. <gasps> yes, you would. <laughs> She says after promoting a vegan burger. <laughs> Have you ever been to a Toby Carvery? Actually, only once, and it was when I came home for that four months between Asia and coming here. It was the first and only time. I mean, I possibly went as a child and just don't remember, but mm-hmm. first and only time with a living memory that I went to a Toby Carvery. So, for those of you who are not inducted, they have their Sunday roast and they also have all roasts all throughout the week as well. So yeah, any day of the week roast. The midweek carvery is the cheaper option. And you can take a choice of four different meats, which is turkey, beef, gammon, or pork, which I guess is technically three different meats, but the pork is <laughs> prepared in two different ways. Anyway, yeah. you can also then get Yorkshire pudding, macaroni mm. and cheese, um, roast potatoes, and unlimited vegetables. Excellent. I had Dauphinois potatoes when I was there as well. Ooh. Maybe that's it was a fancy one. <laughs> maybe maybe you only well, I'm looking up um the one that's most local to me, so maybe that's only only available in Watford 
Oh, yeah. You know. Maybe for in the south, they do dofen <laughs> potatoes. In the Midlands and up, it's mac and cheese. Well, it's beef dripping or plain roast potatoes. So maybe that's... Oh, I only had the one option of potato. Okay. Mm. So for all of that, including, remember, the unlimited vegetables, it's £6.99. It's so ridiculously cheap. It's incredible. And I mean, if you want to put yourself in a food coma, it's, yeah, that's the way to do it. And again, not an endorsement. One of my friends who is a little bit of a food snob once explained the concept of carveries as for people who love to eat but hate food. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's not gourmet, I would agree. But when you're paying £6.50... It's quite good. Exactly. You can also go king size, which means you get extra meat, an extra Yorkshire mm-hmm. pudding, and two sausages for yep. an extra £1.75. Exactly. That's what I did when I went. So there you go. Love a sausage. <laughs> uh, not going to comment. <laughs> uh, so that's, yes, yeah, sub, sub £9 for a full roast dinner. And... Also, because this is technically fast food episode, very recently they started doing a takeaway roast. Oh. They don't do delivery yet, although they might have some sort of delivery promotion. But you can get essentially a series of plastic like Tupperware containers filled with all of the components of your roast which they will prepare in their restaurant for you so that you can go to the restaurant and then take it home. Excellent. And put it in the microwave and eat it at home. I mean, it walks the fine line between being an actual restaurant and being fast food because, Uh yes, you sit at a table and proper (laughs) knife and forks, but you do have to get up and serve yourself. Yes, that is true. So I think you've gone dangerously close to the edge. (laughs) Well, especially with Toby Carvery, they're not making it for you. It's just there. It's not like they've plated it up. Especially. You uh-huh. walk up, you tell the nice 17-year-old behind the meat counter what you want, and then you load up with your own vegetables and you go sit back down again. I, I kind of fancy a calvary now. <laughs> that might just be because it's it's still quite early in the morning and I haven't really had breakfast yet, but still. Yeah. So I think, and I mean, we can you can debate your corner if you would like, but I'm pretty sure that... Toby Calvary trumps the <laughs> Beyond Meat Burger. Yeah, I don't have much of a poker face. Um, <laughs> kind of revealed my hand on which one I thought was more exciting then. Despite <laughs> the fact I do genuinely love this vegan burger, apparently the idea of a Calvary still, still wins out. <laughs> so what you, what you save in money, you pay for with guilt, I suppose, yeah. in the Calvary case. Yeah. A little bit of meat's good for you. That's what I tell myself. Hmm. Amino acids. (laughs) And now shall we quickly jump to our ad break, where Mm. we mainly talk talk about ourselves. I was going to say, where we mainly talk to ourselves, which I guess is also true as well. Yeah, that's true. For anyone... Anyone viewing me from the outside just sees a girl in a cupboard talking (laughs) at a screen. Um, Oh, well. And if you would also like to talk to your screen, why don't you tell it to go to Instagram and <laughs> and Facebook 
and YouTube. And you can find us. We are Universal Adapter Podcast. And we are also on Twitter. We are at UniAdapter. Um, this podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts. And we would really, really appreciate it if you could rate us five stars and leave a review because it boosts our ratings and helps us find new listeners. And also helps new listeners find us. It's not like we're going to go and track people down and be like, listen to us. Oh, we we weren't supposed to be doing that, because otherwise <laughs> I've been very unnecessarily creepy. Oh, dear. From the cupboard, or do you leap out of it at people? Oh, yeah, from a variety of cupboards to plug around earbuds. Victoria. <laughs> Plugging earbuds into their ears. Universal adapter coming to a, a cupboard near you. <laughs> and if you have been harassed by Sarah, <laughs> then you can let me know anonymously by sending an email. I mean, I will have your email address, but still. Um, by sending an email to universaladapterpodcast at gmail.com uh, with the subject line, help, Sarah won't leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances um... that I get an email from Devon? <laughs> ah, that's the sort of thing he would do, actually. <laughs> I'm going to hide in his cupboard later and get back to <laughs> And uh, now we will bring it home with our final round, which is the most nutritionally valuable. No, that's not even a phrase. The best nutritional value. Yes? Yes. Well, yes. It turns out what you mean by best, because I decided... Because you just said nutritional value, uh-huh. and I, I don't want to talk about a salad, because I, I even tried to, for balance, look up <laughs> the most healthy and the most unhealthy. <laughs> I'm just both healthy, it was just too dull. Um, it's like, chicken wrap. No, no one wants that, so I've decided to just go with the most unhealthy thing I could find, and forgo the points if that's necessary, because I wanted to talk about this. I did exactly the same thing. Yes! <laughs> Because I chose my, I chose my brands first, and to be honest, when you're looking at British, um, UK only fast food concerns, none of them are healthy. Hmm. Yeah, there's like the least bad option, which is probably still twice as much as you'd eat regularly in a meal. Exactly. So, where have you been, and what have you bought? So I have been to. Uh, a place which really confused me as a child as to what they actually sold, which really, clue is in the title, but for some reason I found it very confusing. I've been to Dairy Queen. Ooh. Ooh. Which sell ice cream? Which... <laughs> they do. Yeah, ice cream would be their big go-to thing. They also do like burgers and fries and stuff like that, but I have never ordered anything from that menu. I've strictly been to the ice cream and nothing more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as a child, I just assumed they just sold milk, and I was like, why is everyone so excited to just go to this milk place? <laughs> and I found this. So it was dubbed to be the least healthy thing you could order at a fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. Which, I... <laughs> which I've actually had... <laughs> I didn't have a whole one myself, but it's a large chocolate chip cookie dough blizzard. Ooh, so what? So Blizzard is their big brand item. What exactly is a Blizzard? So it's basically a nice 
thick but whipped up ice cream mm-hmm. with 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 flavors added. So you can get like Oreo or Score is quite a good one, which is like a sort of crunchy toffee chocolate thing. Mm-hmm. You can get like cheesecakes, yeah, all sorts of things. It's kind of like a McFlurry but a lot thicker. Okay, and I, it is better. <laughs> it is better, and they're they're quite fun because when you get one, they the idea is that. They're called a blizzard because they're so cold because they can be held upside down without any spillage. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is that the nice person will make your blizzard and then before they give it to you, they'll just flip it upside down to show you that what? it's not going to fall out. And I, when they did that to me, I went, oh, and started clapping. And at which point, <laughs> Devon went, you don't have to applaud. <laughs> I think that's nice. I just thought it was good. It's like a bit of... A bit of in a theatre if you ordered ordered three do they start juggling them oh god I don't know I've never ordered more than two at once I'm gonna find out (laughs) but um, yes they just flip it upside down and apparently there's a company policy where if they don't flip it upside down before they give it to you you can uh, you can request a coupon for a free blizzard oh yeah but um but what is really weird is this, is that when they actually this is the version that they released in 1985. Mm-hmm. Before that, a blizzard was just a really thick milkshake, but they still had to turn it upside down before they gave Whoa. it to you. So either they were way more skilled, <laughs> or where does an when does an ice cream become a milkshake? Mm-hmm. So you so you think that they were of this comparable thickness? They just changed the branding. Well, I don't know because, like, have you ever seen people make proper milkshakes? It is yeah, you put a just... bunch of ice cream, <laughs> yeah, and some milk. Mm. So I was like, was it just a faster flipping process? Was there mm-hmm. more of an tr- intensive training course that came with the flipping demonstration, <laughs> or did they just rebrand it and call it an ice cream rather than a milkshake? I mean, I've done the trick before where you fill a bucket with water and then you spin it around above your head and it doesn't come out. So maybe it was just a lot faster. Ah, oh, maybe. They're just like, whoosh, whoosh. that's true. Oh, but imagine if it had gone wrong and it just like, a milkshake, ugh. Yeah, a milkshake ever. Yeah, it's a lot more messy to clean up than water. Yes, um, that is true as well. So that is the... Uh, oh. The something actually, cookie blizzard. The chocolate chip cookie dough blizzard from Dairy Queen, which I never actually told you the nutritional value of it. I just spoke about it. Mm. Um, so for... For that enjoyment, you'll be consuming mm-hmm. 145 grams of sugar, <laughs> 1,290 grams of sodium, which you actually have to double to get the salt content, which sounds like a lot of salt. Oh, milligrams, that's, not grams. Okay, I was going to say, that's a, <laughs> that's a salty milkshake. <laughs> uh, it's that just unit of measurement problem again. <laughs> 45 grams of fat, 30 mm. of those are saturated, and... The total calorie content of this is 1,230. Wow. So it's over half the <laughs> calories you should consume in a day in one delicious blizzard. But I will Fantastic. admit, a, a large... I couldn't finish a medium. I had to mm-hmm. put it in the freezer and had the rest of it the next day. So I'm not quite sure how you could tackle a large in one sitting, but I'm sure people have. I mean... Or you get one to share. Yeah, that's probably the better idea. Okay, then. So, my offering has come from the now defunct and discontinued motorway service king, uh, Little Chef. What? Little Chef isn't a thing anymore? 
yeah, they went into what's it called? Administration. There we go. Yes, uh, they went into administration a couple of years ago. Oh, basically, I... Sarah, you left the country, and so too did <laughs> Little Chef. So you were clearly single-handedly keeping them afloat. Yeah, that like yearly trip was clearly um, clearly <laughs> putting them over the edge of their profit margins. Oh, but they went through like a big revamp process. They yeah. redid their menu and got all fancy. It was Heston a TV Blumenthal show. was there. Oh gosh, this is maybe sadder than it really should do. But uh... I know they were trying so hard, but they couldn't fight time. <sighs> so I had my first ever cherry pancake in Little Chef. I remember because my dad ordered it and I tried some and I was like, hooey, that's better than what I have. And I think <laughs> I made him switch with me. <laughs> I thought that story was going to go in a very different direction, but I'm glad that it went that way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I think I got what I wanted. <laughs> Good. Yes, little chef, no more. Charlie the chef is dead. Long live the chef. God. So... We're talking about the nutritional value of the menu and how perhaps it isn't actually... There's, you know, lots of fat and salt flying around. When Little Chef was busy trying to rebrand, they considered... So for those who don't know, the logo of Little Chef is a Little... I don't know why I I thought they had to explain this, but I'm going to anyway. The logo of Little (laughs) Chef is a Little Chef who's carrying a tray of steaming, piping hot food. And he's, you know, a bit of a a tubby chef. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, if you're advertising food, I want them to be chubby because then you know it's good food. Exactly, which seems to be the the reasoning. However, there were concerns over at Little Chef HQ that what they were doing was promoting an unhealthy lifestyle. And also because when people looked at the logo... Apparently, some people saw a small, a small, like chubby boy, uh, carrying hot food, which they thought was dangerous and might convince their children to take similar dangerous acts. Oh, he doesn't look that much like a human. <laughs> yeah, he's very round. He is, yeah. he is basically off-brand Pillsbury Doughboy. I hadn't yeah. quite figured that much out. So they did try. <laughs> they did try and slim him down, but there was too much of an uproar in the UK that uh, they kept him fat. Yes, body positivity. Exactly. Uh, But how, I hear you clamour, did the little chef uh, get to be the shape that he is? And I'll tell you how. Because he was eating his own food, which includes the um, aspirationally named Olympic Breakfast now, I recognise oh. that basically half of this episode has been me reading off lists of ingredients, but I'm going to do it again. Uh, the Olympic breakfast for seven ninety nine. This was a runner. In, this is a contender for the previous round as well. Uh, two rashes of back bacon, pork sausage, fr- two fried eggs, mushroom, potatoes, tomato, baked beans, and fried bread. Wow. No black pudding. No black pudding. Black pudding is an optional extra. Still, that's pretty damn good. So that is so that is what the Olympic breakfast consists of. It is a fairly typical, I think, full English. And 
here's my issue now is that I thought that again this would be a a discussion point but um I didn't count on the fact that you would have the actual numbers right up in front of you I think they fulfill two very different roles in all honesty like yes yours is probably actually going to power you for a good, definitely till lunchtime <laughs> if not longer mine is mostly sugar uh, Granted. so it's probably going to leave you wanting in an hour or two if although if you're considering how huge and sugary it is you probably would throw it straight back up again once you've finished so but i think i think that just the fact that they've managed to get i mean I, to be fair i don't know what volume of container this is sat in but i feel like yours is a denser a denser offering that mm. there's more energy in a smaller space I've never actually had a large brain, I had a medium, but it would probably be like, you know, like a large, like a large sized drink from McDonald's. Okay. That I think is pretty big. that's the sort of ballpark we're playing in. But yeah, I still think that in a, that's a heck of, a heck of a lot of energy mm. in a relatively small space. And a, yeah, apart from maybe some calcium, there's almost nothing good. <laughs> So I think I am happy to give you the second point, or the third point, rather. Yes. Which makes it 2-1 in the end. Fabulous. So I'm going to steal Dairy Queen's crown, (laughs) pop it on my own head, because I've won the episode. You are the Dairy Queen. Uh, (laughs) Excellent. Actually, yeah, I really enjoyed my trip to Dairy Queen, so I'm glad I got to give it a (laughs) shout-out. Hooray. Right. So that's... I think the second consecutive one of these that you have won. So congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, I thought it's made me incredibly hungry now, which is bad because I'm supposed to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, and it's time for me to have my breakfast as well. Well, yeah, I hope it hasn't left anyone at home feeling too peckish. But if it has, we've given you some top-notch ideas. Mm -hmm. Go have a carvery, take a picture and send it to us. Yes. Or if you have the vegan sausage roll, seriously, tell me about it. I'm curious. All right. So we will be back again in two weeks' time. And until then, eat well, and we'll see you soon. (laughs) Bye. Bye.